Well, everyone, Mr. Brown here with the Mr. Brown Show. Welcome to another podcast. And uh, I got one thought for the day, one thought, and it's one question. And it may, the one question may be formed different ways, but the first part of the question is this. Are we spreading it on too thick? Are we spreading it on too thick? That goes for me. That goes for you. It's like one of those reflective questions for you, but also for our culture and our world. Are we spreading it on too thick is the one thought for the day. And I'm going to try to keep that one thought. And let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, thanks again for watching this podcast or listening to it on Apple, Google, Spotify, all those places. Thanks for watching you too. Thanks for all your support and your comments. And again, I, I, I like the comments, like the feedback, so keep bringing it. But uh, let me explain. I have a lot of thoughts that I want to talk about, a lot of things that come to my mind, and usually it's around water. So I, I have probably my best thinking is when I'm driving and I can't write it down, or I'm in a hot tub or taking a shower. Something about those three spaces got, get me, gets me thinking a lot and about these ideas. So what I try to do is I try to go and write them down real quick. Try to put them in this. Uh, our team uses a platform called Trello, and so the team can see the ideas and we kind of organize them. But by the time I get either, sometimes I forget that I made the idea and I'll have the idea again and go back and say, Oh, I already wrote that down, or uh, I never get back to it. And then, and then thirdly, sometimes it's not fresh. And so I really want to set up the studio, I set up my life, and I may just start recording stuff from my phone. When I have these fresh thoughts, I want to get them out. Yes, I want to be uh, clear. I want to do some research on some things and, and, and do certain podcasts or certain videos where there's here, here's three points I want to talk about. But sometimes I just have this thought I want to get across. And that's, that's today's podcast. So um, today's podcast, the question is this. Are we spread it on too thick? Are we spreading it on too thick? And it came this morning. This thought came this morning as I was talking to my wife in the kitchen. Uh, where uh, Sophia was making some food. I made some oatmeal. And my wife was eating some toast. And and Evan's at school, so I didn't want to leave him out. But Sophia was sitting there making her bagel, and she was putting on this this spread, put on this cream cheese, and the girl was spreading it thick. And I was sitting there watching her because my wife was talking about something. And I was processing what my wife was talking, but I looked over and saw Sophia, and I thought, "Man, are, are you go spread that out because that that's a that's a, I didn't say it, I was thinking it." And um, so I walked up, checking my oatmeal. My daughter said, what, 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 are you, what are you looking at? I was looking at you. She said, what were you thinking? I was like, I was thinking about all that cream cheese you put on that bagel. Girl, that, spread it out. Are you going to spread it out? She, and she started putting something on the other one. I'm like, no, baby. Spread. That is too thick. That, and my, then my wife said, girl, if you go do that, just eat one bagel. <laughs> but she was spreading this stuff on so thick. And it got me thinking about our experiences. Because my wife was talking to me about one of our friends as a nurse and her experience being a nurse and how uh, and she how you know it's the hospitals overwhelmed and the nurse nursing st- some of the nurses are quitting uh, and just all the stuff that she has to do and she feels bad because she used to have like one or two ER patients she would look after now she got three or four and she's worried about them coding and if she can get there because they're overwhelmed and and her experience and so she was sharing her experience and I thought to myself that's her experience and it's pro- it's a valid experience. Um, but I talked to another nurse. He had a different experience that, that there were no people in the hospital. They weren't even able to do elective surgeries because of COVID shut things down. Um, nurses were getting laid off. His experience was different from hers. Geographically, they're in different places, but they're in the same state. Um, even when it comes to testing for COVID, he said his hospital admitted that their COVID tests were only 60% accurate. But yet they don't go back and change the ones that were false positive. They just go with it. And that's their experience. So whether it's COVID, whether it is other issues like racism, like 
Um, one nurse said um, that she she sees racism in the hospital. Some patients will come in and say they don't want to be waited on by a black or an Hispanic nurse. Or some blacks will come in and say they don't, only, they don't want a black nurse or a black doctor. They don't want to uh, have a white nurse. They don't trust. And so from her experience, she sees it firsthand that there's racism on both sides. But do we take that experience and spread it across the nation and say, because I experienced this one white person or three or four white people that came to this particular office or this hospital and said they don't want anyone with dark hair or anyone Hispanic or, or black waiting on them, does that mean that all white people are racist? Does that mean that all white people to come in are racist? Then you have a black person that comes in and says, you know what, I, 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 I don't want a white person you know, helping me in the hospital. Does that mean all black people are racist? Kind of reminds me of a friend of mine who's passed away. His name was Poe, and he told me that his mom um, hated black people because when she got to America, as soon as she arrived, she got robbed by a black man. So she didn't trust black people because of that. That was her experience. Now, do we take that broad brush? Or do we spread that on too thick and go, you know what? Because of that experience, everybody else's reality is shaped by my reality. I think we're all doing that in some respect because we can only see from our experiences sometimes. We only can see what we see. And sometimes because of that, we're unwilling to hear someone else's experience. And I'm guilty of that, too, because I haven't experienced a lot of racism or people putting me down because I'm black. And maybe I'm just naive enough not to be looking for it, because some people honestly can look for it. They look for it on every rock and somebody treats you, uh, respond to you wrong. Oh, it's because they're racist. Well, how come you, you could have just been a jerk to them and they didn't like the way you treated them, the way you talk to them? So, so are we taking our experiences? And so the second question that kind of builds off of that is this. I was trying to come up with a catchy way to, to, to remember it, but it's this. Are we allowing our experiences to dictate the truth? Are we allowing our experience to dictate the truth for everyone else and just the truth in general? Because like, like this saying is going around for a while. You're entitled to your feelings, your own feelings, but not your own facts. You're entitled to your own feelings, and your, but not your own facts. And you're entitled to your own experiences. But does that mean your experience is for everybody or that's the truth for every situation in the world? I don't think it is because the facts are facts, but how we interpret the facts, how we see the facts, how we express those facts can be different. Kind of like this. I was talking to a young lady, and I might have mentioned before, that she said that um, she's struggling with her mom because her mom loves drugs more than her. And I had to you know, talk to her and you know, just say, hey, listen, that's your experience. What you see from your vantage point is your mom is addicted to drugs and you think from your experience that she loves those drugs more than she loves you. And that's what you see. But what you don't know is whether or not your mom is really struggling to get off drugs, to be with you. What you do know, what the fact is, your mom has a drug addiction. You can see that, right? She's on these drugs. She's taking drugs. She's been in and out of treatment centers like you told me. So she's struggling with this drug addiction. You can see that. But. You don't know whether or not she loves you or not. She may be trying her best. She may be crying herself to sleep at night because she she feels like a failure because she wants to be with you and she can't. You don't know that. So it's important that you don't just spread that so thick because it's going to it's going to interpret how you interact with your mom. Let's say your mom does get clean. She comes back and you still have that thought that she loves you, loves drugs more than you. Not only that. If your mom never gets off drugs, it's going to it can influence how you look at yourself, that you're not worthy of someone's love because your mom, in your words, loved drugs more than you. And so I guess this thought came to mind because as we deal with so many issues in our world, whether it be racism, whether it be COVID-19, the pandemic or how we respond to the pandemic, 
All those things matter. How we look at our experience and that we don't broad brush or spread on too thick our experience on top of everyone else's. I think we got to start listening to each other's experiences and start listening and looking at the facts and looking beyond how I interpret those or how I experience those and look at the bigger picture. Now, let's talk about racism. Is there racism in the world? Yeah. People hate people because of the color of their skin. Sad. Yes. But does all one people group hate the other people group because of the color of their skin? No. People are individual people. People are people. And truth be told, I believe a lot of the stuff that goes on is not even about the color of your skin. It's the color of money. It's the color of power. Can I be in power? Can I make more money? And will I do that? Will I discount this group of people because of that? Or And even now, some of this stuff is virtual signaling, like the idea that I'm showing my virtue by doing this. Like some of these colleges, I just uh, watched a video about these colleges who, this college wanted this paper written to honor this other professor. And one of the professors wrote this article and they didn't want to submit it because they, they thought it was racist. It was too much. They want to exclude some stuff from it. Um, and then the same college is not admitting Asian students because they're Asian. They're, they're discriminating against Asian because there's too many Asians in this school. So we want to stop, even though they have the credibility, they have the grades, all of that. But they're dismissing them because of their race. But then the article they thought was too racial, had too many racial slurs and not, not even slurs, but it, it just took talk about one race in a negative way or whatever that their, their opinion was. But they're doing the same thing based on race. And I just thought. Man, we got to step back and start to think about what we're doing. Considering, are we spreading our experiences on too thick? Are we willing to listen to someone else's experience, someone else's, and even look at the truth? Look at the facts, what took place. Right now, as I'm recording this, there's been a big uh, thing about the um, insurrection on January 6th. They called it insurrection. What happened on January 6th? And some people uh, made it equal to or um, made it just as big as Pearl Harbor and 9-11. It says that what happened on January 6th goes down in that same category. And listen, I'm not saying what happened on January 6th was good. Uh, somebody died that day. Maybe two people died, if I remember right. I'm, I, that's not good. But those same people who are, are talking about this, when the riots were going on in our country, when cities were being burned down, police stations were being burned down, they said, oh, it's nothing. No big deal. These riots must continue. Literally said they need to keep protesting, rioting in the streets. One governor said, it's the summer of love. This isn't a problem. They took over so many city blocks and set up their own area where police were not welcomed, where crime, murder, rape took place. But yet, the politician didn't care about that. There's people to this day who cannot get groceries because those cities, even though the media is left, the attention is left, those cities that were burned, those stores were burned. Some of those stores aren't coming back. So those people have to drive further to get what they need. I remember seeing a video of a black lady who was crying because they burned down her job. They burned down a place she gets her groceries. She has no other way to get groceries. But yet when all that took place, it wasn't an insurrection. It wasn't a, a, a anything on our democracy. Think about this. A police station, several were burned down. You talk about law and order being on attack. But when... It was brought to where they work, where these politicians live. When it was brought to their workplace, oh, now it's a big deal. Again, I'm not saying that either was okay. 
But if you look at me and compare what which was worse, the summer of violence and riots and cars being stolen, car dealerships being burned down, police station being burned down, all in the name of justice, and what took place on January 6th, you compare those two? But the politician didn't care. Fact, it's so sad. And you can you can research yourself. What did Maxine Waters, what did Kamala Harris, what did they say about the riots in America versus what they're saying now about what happened on January 6th? And this is my, my experience. From my viewpoint, and you can have a different viewpoint, I think one of the main reasons is because it came to where they work. And it, it must have been frightening. I'm not saying it wasn't frightening. People who were protesting got out of hand and ran into the, the, I don't know all the facts about what took place and what they're researching, but what I see as far as the facts that they did end up, end up going into, uh, the chambers went in there, all kind of stuff happened. Yeah, I, not good. Please don't get me wrong. It's not good. It was bad. But what about what happened all summer long? And how do you communicate that? Again, maybe it's because your experience weren't there in those cities. You weren't people weren't coming up to your door trying to, to break into your house. When burning down the, the grocery stores and the police station that where you live, then it's not a big deal. So I just think as I thought about this idea, as I saw my daughter spreading so thick. I guess I want us to have a better dialogue about our experiences and what actually takes place, what the truth is, because it's going to be better for all of us to step back and go, you know what? That was my experience. Let me hear your experience. Let me look at the facts. Let me look at what's going on, what's happened, and not just look at it from my vantage point only and say, okay, because I experienced this, then everybody else must see it and experience the same way. And even that comes down to, to being the color of my skin, me being black. Every black person doesn't experience the world the same way. There is no one black culture. I don't think there's one white culture. I think a lot of cultures based on the fact that where you grew up, your geography. Because just because the color of my skin is the same, people in Africa don't experience the world the way I do. People in Haiti don't experience the world the way I do. People who live in inner cities or who live on the East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, in the South, don't experience the same the world the same way I do because of the color of our skin. And I think we have tried to say every black person this or every white person this. Listen, we are people. And we are individual people who are shaped by our upbringing, by our culture. And sometimes that culture is how we're brought up and where we live. So I think we, we again, we're spreading on too thick because if one black person says this, then all black people must experience that. If one white person says this, then all white people must. No, we got to pump the brakes and understand that, listen, people are individual people. Can there be some commonalities? Yes. But don't just broad brush it. When I meet a white person, I don't go, oh, that white person, that white person's responsible for the fact that my grand, my great grandfather was hung by white men. He's responsible for that. No, I don't, I don't know anything about that white man. Do I assume that white person, because they have a job and they must have money, they come from this background, they come from that background? It, no. Do I, do I assume that they have privilege because of the color of their skin? No. I, listen, if you assume that, that's on you, but I can't assume that. I can't assume I've seen I've seen a lot of people from different races who are poor, who are wealthy, who are filthy rich, who have abilities, who don't do anything. I met all kinds of people and I, I refuse to spread it thick and say, you know what, because you're that color, because you're from that place, because you're this, this must be you. I want to meet people for people. I don't assume I get to know who people are. I don't assume things. Even the fact that I'm what they call an interracial marriage. Um, I didn't marry a white woman. I married Andrea. Andrew happens to be white. 
but I didn't go out looking for a white woman. And, and listen, she does not, I don't broad brush. Oh, that's a, she's an individual person who I love and I married. People would ask me, how do you feel you know, being in a racial marriage? How do you feel when people look at you funny? I don't know why people looking at me funny. I don't know if they think maybe they know me from speaking in some area. Maybe they think I look good. Maybe they think our family's awesome. I don't know why they're staring at me. And I'm not going to assume, even if one person doesn't like the fact that we're, we're interracial, that, that I'm going to assume that everybody looks at me and goes, hmm, thinks that. Maybe they think I look like Denzel Washington. I got that one. Oh, I got this one all the time. You look like um, uh, Morris Chestnut. I think I look better than Morris Chestnut. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me. And I'm not going to broad brush or spread it on thick and say, oh, you're looking at me because of that. Listen, I don't have enough time in my life to walk around with a chip on my shoulder looking for problems. Life is too good. Life is too awesome. I got to experience my life for the best I can. And maybe I'm naive by doing that. Maybe I've have, I have a mindset of looking for the good in my situations and in people. Don't get me wrong. I, I, look, 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 listen. I know people can be evil. I've seen evil people. I've experienced it. But I refuse to let those experiences change the, who God is making me to be. I refuse to let the darkness of this world dim the light that God has placed in my life, in my heart, and who I am. I remember growing up as a little kid, that song, This Little Light of Mine, I'm Gonna Let It Shine. Shine, shine, shine. I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let the God in me, the Christ in me, shine out to the world. I'm not going to allow the evil, which there is a lot of evil in the world, from white people, black people, Asian people, Indian people. I feel, I feel sorry for all the other ethnic groups who get left out. We always talk about black and white. But guess what? There's evil in all y'all. There's evil in all of us. But I refuse to let that darkness put out this light that God has placed in me. Because listen, I have a purpose and I believe God made me for a purpose to glorify him. And I believe that I have opportunities and abilities to bring light into this world. And if you call me naive for looking for the good or doing the best I can towards people and seeing the best in people, call me naive. Now, am I that naive that I walk around the city just like, whoo doo doo no, no, no. I, I got my guard up. I don't care where I am. Uh, in certain situations, you know, you know. I don't know if you watch Spider-Man, but Spidey had the Spidey senses where something just ain't right. Though I don't turn those off. My wife even, uh, it's funny because when my mom was still living, we'd go back to Milwaukee, Wisconsin a lot to visit her. And whenever we went back, she would notice I drive differently when I'm in Milwaukee. That my my demeanor is a little bit different because, you know, I know the environment I'm in. So I'm, I'm you know, it's just it's just a reality. And I, even if I'm in the town I live in now, if I'm walking down the street and I see three guys walking toward me, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm always ready. Maybe that's me. I'm always looking for an escape route or looking for, okay, what if this happens? This happened. Uh, you know, before they came up with the app, the app that they have is called uh, If Then Then That or something like that. I've always think that way. Like, okay, if this happens, what I'm going to do? I always try to think of scenarios, but that doesn't mean I'm racist. It's just mean I'm, I'm, I'm a human. That bad stuff can happen. And part of these because my mom, <laughs> growing up with my mom, she would always, you know, you be careful out there. You be careful. People crazy everywhere you go. Lock your doors. Like I'm in the middle of Podunk Town somewhere. I'm still locking my doors. And they make fun of me for locking my doors because my mama told me to lock my doors because people still everywhere, right? Um, be careful. Keep your eye open because stuff happens because humans can be evil. But I'm not going to let that evil dim the light that God has placed in me. I guess that, that's, that's just who I am and who I choose to be. And it's a choice. And like I always talk about, when you make better choices, a better life. And that's the choice that I have. And so I would love for, to hear your feedback. I'd love to engage this conversation with you about, do you think we're spreading on too thick? Like I, I promised, I gave you one topic. And maybe I talked about lots of other stuff too. But 
are we spreading on too thick? Are we allowing our experiences to to dictate the the truth? Are we allowing our experiences that we experience, even if they're good or bad or ugly, or whatever, to to dictate the truth for everyone else? And I don't believe that everybody's got their own truth. I think there is a truth, but everybody got their own experience. Like the quote goes, you you you're entitled to your own feelings, but not your own facts. So we need to pump the brakes and step back and say, am I allowing my experiences, my feelings to uh, dictate the truth? And if we are, we got to step back and not do that. Look at the truth. Let the truth experience or, or shape or dictate our feelings and the facts. Did that make sense? I hope so. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining me for this episode. Um, I would I appreciate you guys listening, watching, and I really appreciate if you would share with a family, friend, and leave me a rating in iTunes, Spotify, and uh, Google Podcast or wherever else. Because I think this podcast is an all kind of podcast. But all everything we do, visit hellomrbrown.com to find out more about me, what we do, and maybe I can come to your local area to do some speaking in a school and uh, an event somewhere, professional development uh, at your corporation to really just help people to to not, not don't let other people dim the light in you because that's who you are. Oh, I should talk about that too one day. It's not me, it's you. No, it's not you, it's me. Anyway, next episode. Thanks for joining me. Peace. <laughs>